Hello and welcome to Gen Teach. Here is a podcast designed to bring together the multifaceted identities fueling the British education system. For too long, there has been an ancient stereotype as to how a teacher in this country is expected to look. Typically female, white, heterosexual and middle class. Like many other professions, this schema has had a detrimental impact on recruitment from the aspirations of the young people who we serve to inspiring graduates to take the leap into the classroom as opposed to the seemingly swanky job in the city. Gen Teacher's mission is to help shift the perception of teaching and revitalise the dialogue within the education sector and beyond. We don't often hear the voices of our LGBTQ plus teachers. Our NQT teachers often 21 to 25 years old. Our Black and Asian leaders, or those coping with invisible disabilities in our communities. Now is time for change. With an ever-growing proportion of these individuals entering the field, there is certainly an even higher demand for their expertise and unique voice. A hundred percent. And that's why we're here. And I feel like I've got a cough coming and it's not COVID. I've got a tickly throat. (coughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm all right, actually. How are you? I'm like, I feel a bit like, I don't know. I, I, I think for the today was the first day that I felt utterly exhausted when I wake up. 100%. It's hit me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the days are certainly getting shorter. It's dark when you wake up. I don't know. How are you doing? I'm the same, babe. I was literally like, I did my project today and I felt like I was managing a play scheme because I just... I went in and I had this plan in my head. I was like, I don't need to do slides today. I know what I want them to do. <laughs> and why Why have I got them outside in a strong circle on chairs? And they're obviously like dragging the chairs like across the concrete. And I'm like screaming at all of them, forgetting that the whole secondary school is upstairs doing their lessons. And I was like, no, I can feel the fatigue now because I've just lost all my bearings. I couldn't, like, manage their behaviour. I couldn't remember what the plan was. I'm knackered. Like, I'm so tired. I think maybe, like, an absolute rule in teaching is never to get children to rearrange furniture. It's, like, it's such a... I mean, as a maths teacher, seeing them, like, trying to draw circles with a compass is, like, it's struggle enough. So anything bigger than a pencil or a pen... I just wouldn't trust it. Just leave it. Just leave it where it is. It's the truth because I'm actually like surprised when you actually say to them, all right, let's get in a circle. Why are they making stars, triangles? Like they're making all sorts of different shapes, but a circle. And I'm like, yeah, I should know that. I definitely should know that. Try and get them to spell those shapes, mate. I remember when I was at school, right? Do you remember uh, Maths Watch? Did you have Maths Watch at your school? Maths watch is the only reason as to why I like a past maths. Oh my god, we had a maths. I remember in my school, um, our maths watch password was um, triangle, and nobody could spell it, so they had to change it for us. But okay. they changed it to they did it to circle, which I think is actually harder to spell than triangle. Do you think why? Well, because there's like the circle, the cle- the CLE at the end. <laughs> well, you and know? not the not the CEL. Yeah, like circle, C-I-C-I-R-K-A-L, circle. Babe, is that how you think that it should be spelled? Well, no, but I'm saying like, let's face it, like triangle, yeah, it's it's a bit close closer phonetically to the spelling than circle is to the spelling of circle. No, I, I hear you, definitely, yeah, triangle, you can't, sorry, but who's getting that wrong? Were you getting that wrong? I mean, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Mate, my... My spelling's on point. Well, it's it's on point the most part, but like, no. That's, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. I mean, I don't know how you do maths, to be honest. Like, if I was to do maths, that's why I didn't do primary, because I was like, I'd be teaching them and I'd be like, year one level. Like, me and maths are not, we're not friends. Come on, we've got to make this maths positive podcast. We've got, uh, we've got to inspire, inspire the masses to teach maths. 
Like, but the thing is, it's inspiration enough for people to teach maths when I'm trying to teach them history and all my year 11s are like, but I don't need history. All I need is maths and English. So <laughs> it's fine. I feel like it's inspiration enough because it's half the battle, like one. So it's all good. Well, <laughs> since we're here anyway, we might as well like introduce ourselves properly. So I am Miss Eastman by teacher name or Day Molly. That's like obviously my normal name. And who are you? Oh, me, I'm me. <laughs> Who am I? Um, I'm I'm Mr. Dale, and my my alter ego is Robert or Rob. Actually, do you call me Rob? Yeah, I call you Rob. Yeah, like, Rob. I say Rob then. Yeah, Rob. When I see Robert on emails, I'm like, who? Like, it's I'm just very, like, for, very formal, isn't it? Very, very formal. Very formal. Well, I want to know, Robert, Mr. Dale, why you got into teaching? What inspired you? Do you know what? It's, it's hard to, when I was thinking about this, it was it was hard to kind of like name a turning point. Uh, like, I don't know about you, but like for me, I kind of fell into it a bit. But I've got memories of of, of wanting to to teach or, or be a teacher. Like I've got this really silly memory of mm. at primary school, right? I think I was in like reception. So like this was really early on in school. And my sister was in year two. And I remember saying to my, 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 whatever, my teacher, like, oh, I want to, I want to be a teacher like you. Um, and she was like, okay, well, like tomorrow come in, like with all the things you need um, and you can teach. And I brought in like a, like, cause I don't think in, in primary school, we didn't have pencil cases, right? That's more of like a secondary school thing. And um, I brought in a pencil case and I was like, right, I'm ready to teach my sister's class in year two. So I was like, here's this like jumpstart little reception kid. Was like five years old with his pencil case wanting to teach like <laughs> sister two years above, obviously way more advanced than he was. But I think that says a lot about who I am as a person that it does really about my teaching career. But like, I, in, that's pretty much like fell into it. I, when I left uni, I taught English abroad for a year Um had some really great experiences, like developing relationships with kids and parents and, and had a great like teaching body as well that was like cool to hang out with. And when I came back, it was kind of all I wanted or thought I should do. Um, so I started teacher training and, and here I am. But, but what's your story? Go on, Dame Molly. I think the reason as to why I went into teaching is one, I did work experience in like a law firm, like one of the top ones. And mm. oh my God, I was just really bored. I was like, I don't know if I can go into a career where I have to like sit in an office day in, day out, looking at a computer screen. Like I remember being in year 12 and just like my head was dropping every two minutes because I was just so bored and so tired. So I was like, <laughs> what job can I do that's actually going to give me satisfaction, like keep me alert, there's something mm. new every day? obviously teaching and I think like it goes back um a few years maybe not primary school maybe not even like until year 10 because I think I probably told you I didn't have the best track record at school (laughs) yeah I mean a lot of things happened and basically I don't remember learning anything from year seven to like the middle of year 10 but actually there was a small selection of teachers in my school that just really nurtured me like they helped me become the person that I was meant to be and not this lost little like angry girl do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so when I got involved with like a lot of the student leadership stuff at school like I was a prefect um and also a student ambassador for sixth form I really realized that working in a school and being around younger kids who also might find things difficult was something that I wanted to do um and something that I feel like I'd be passionate about so I actually found like my five year plan that I wrote in year eleven. What's it say? Go on. So it says. And I can imagine me writing this like, like Be a millionaire. Babe, I mean, that's not even in the ten year plan. So yeah. <laughs> it basically said, Okay, in the next five years, I wanna go to a good university, I wanna do my PGCE, and then I wanna become a teacher. And actually, it all happened in the five years. So yeah. I always feel like I kind of know what it's going to teach you. Do you think during your GCSEs then that that was the like real turning point for you? Because I think like it's a big, it's a big thing to kind of know what you want to do. And like it sounds like given you had like a five-year plan as well, 
and you knew that you wanted to do PGC and stuff. It sounds like you had researched a lot about it before then. I think so, you know. Um, I think it was definitely like a turning point for everything during GCSEs. I just realised that I was wasting a lot of time. Um, and school were like really on it with a lot of us in terms of what our pathways were going to be. So it was kind of like a given that we had no choice to think about it. Um, but yeah, no, definitely like during my GCSEs and when I started to talk to more teachers and actually like teachers before mm. year, year 10, like I never used to, I was like, you look actually quite decent and I'd like to be in that role. Like I can see myself being happy in the school. Mm. And it's weird because a lot of the kids, even that we teach now, were like, so why do teachers spend all of their time in school and then all their time in further education and they just come back to school? Like, why would you ever want to do yeah. that? I remember saying that though. I remember being that kid who was like, I want to get out. Like, why would I want to go back into education after I've tried to bloody leave it? Exactly. Like, like, look at us. (laughs) Look at us now. Look at us now. (laughs) I don't regret it. I actually can't imagine myself at the moment in any other job. Because even though it is tricky and the Mm. days can be long, I feel like we do get a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. Without realising it. Where do you get the most satisfaction from then, do you think, in teaching? Our interactions with the kids. Yeah. Like, what? how How then? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of people, like, we say a lot, but, like, what what does it mean? What, like, in terms of actually, like, talking to them and... What is it about it that... Because, like, I totally agree with you. Like, mm. it is that... It is those really those like it's those relationships that you form with the kids. But like, what is it? What makes us kind of go home and feel like warm inside and feel like ah, I've done a good job today? Do you know what though about that? It doesn't always feel like that though. So mm. I can't I can't actually put my finger on it. I think most of the time teachers like really harden themselves. Like I don't know yeah, about you. Yeah. But you're like, this didn't go well today, and I didn't do this, and blah, blah, blah. and it's like you kind of defeat yourself a little bit. But I think it's like when you get to like significant points rather than like an everyday thing. So at the end of the year, when you get like the random email from a child who doesn't normally interact with you that much, but they like say like lovely things, or when you see the progress that someone's made from like one point when we first met them to the point where they're leaving school, for example. It's like that type of gratification. It's like much more deferred and actually like has so much more of a long-term impact. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well, like, even when you do feel crap when you get home, like say you've had like a bad lesson or like there's like a really strained relationship with with a kid that you have in your class or or that you you look after, it, it makes it, how do you say it? It makes it, it makes you realise how personally attached you are. Mm. And I think it's those moments that like when you step back and you reflect on it, you feel like, ah, oh, like that is why I'm a teacher because like, I do feel invested. I do feel like I care if something didn't go well. And yeah, you're, you're so right. Like there's those big significant points where you look back and you're like, oh my God, look Look at the amazing things that these young people have done that makes you feel so intertwined with the profession. And I suppose that's, those are the things that keep us going, right? A hundred percent. It is that, isn't it? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but the days, sometimes the days that you have are just getting past them is a mission in itself. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like if you've had a string of difficult lessons and your IT's broken and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. It's hard to see mm. the wood through the hedges. Like, you need to... It is all about the long-term stuff, basically. Like, that's what makes makes a job. And I feel the reason as to why lots of people feel like teaching isn't desirable or, like, they leave is because you don't get that every day sometimes. And yeah. because, you know, the kids who are sat in the classroom think they're annoying because they're like making those and whatever else they see it as like a negative job to go into as well but they don't actually see a lot of the time the amazing things that happen somewhere down the line and that's like the problem I think when it comes to like recruitment and retention yeah because it's that go on base I think it's, it's that feeling of like you need that kind of like inner fire of like right yesterday was like a hot mess I was a hot mess. Let's just go again. And 
like times maybe just like taking a step back and just feeling like right it was just that like even like maybe not taking everything so personally like thinking about oh maybe my year 10s were a bit mad today because they just came in from lunch and they were like legging it around and they've not got any water they're like their iPad or their like laptops gone. Stop it. Uh, Stop it no, I know. Trust and believe. <laughs> uh, honestly, I feel like my role as a teacher is I should have a new TLR and that should be like charger provider. It's like <laughs> literally, literally every, I think like my, my, my coaching group, they're just like, can I use your charger, please? Can I use, I'm a charging point for them now. Like you literally lunchtime, are? They'll come to my room. Yeah. Can I, can I borrow your charger, please? I need to charge my laptop, my iPad. Oh my god! Oh my god! But it's literally like I'm guilty of that. Do you know the amount of times I'm like, "Why is your iPad not charged? Why is your laptop not charged?" Sorry, my iPad hasn't been charged for a week, and I've yeah, got my... <laughs> mate a week. Mine's not been charged for a year. Mine's in the bottom of my box. You don't use it. I mean, I should. I should. It's amazing for Sims. Let me tell you that. Tap tap tap. They're in. No, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen you do that, and I've been jealous, but. Babe, get onto that I, iPad Sims life. Yeah, mate. I'm still like, I don't know. I'm still behind the times, aren't I? You are behind the times. You really are. Well, my question for you. Go on. Since we're on like memorable times in our lives or in our teaching careers, right? Mm. What is what is the most memorable time in your teaching career? I feel like I could have written a book and I should have because I'm like flicking through my mental catalogue. And the one thing that always comes to mind was when I was doing my first year, my first teach first year, and I had this like year nine class they were. And you know, when you start, like every single class you have can smell blood. Like, yeah, they just know you're fresh. They know that you don't know what you're doing, especially when you're on teach first. They're literally like, okay. So <laughs> they were like a beautiful little class. But as I said, they smelled blood. So there was one boy who really didn't like me. Like he just decided that he really didn't like me. I don't know what it was that I did to him, but he was just like on you. Okay. So it was crazy. They came in from lunch. Everyone's like shouting, running through the corridors. They're coming into my classroom. Why is he on the floor dragging his bum across the carpet like a dog with worms? And I had like a massive classroom. So he managed to make it all the way from the door to the window and to the wall where my display board was in like not even one minute. So he was little <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. wall. <laughs> That's literally what he did, but on his bum. And I was just there, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I had the rest of them like screaming, shouting. That's just the one thing that I. I think that's my first memory from Teach Fest because the whole autumn term, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like drunken night out, isn't it? You're just kind of like, you kind of wake up in spring and you're like, oh my God, I'm a teacher. Wow. What was I doing? But I then you're know. kind of haunted, like, you know, like the, the equivalent of your friend texting you what happened on the night out is when you look, you open up your like lessons from like autumn or like the year before and you're like oh my god what was I doing honestly like did I did I really think that they could do that starter was that even a starter was that starter was that main activity was that a plenary I don't know (laughs) like honestly like you run through a whole lesson and there's no like even checking for understanding you're just like yeah that's fine you you got it right yeah have you written the date yeah (laughs) perfect You've met the, that's going to be my lesson objective for every lesson. You written the date. No, believe you have, you have, you have to ask kids that. Like, have you written the date? Have you done the title? I've had six women ask me, "What's the title?" And believe I put in an orange box, <laughs> underline title. <laughs> Why are you asking me? You do you know what you need to do? You need to write title colon and then write the title. Babe, and I bold, bold it. I'm, I'm sorry, the bold and the underline is enough and the orange box is enough. Like, you should know, once it comes after the date, it's the title. The title. But then I did have to remember, I was like, oh, actually, like, they haven't been in school since March. Like, maybe... Get into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the date. I only get them to write the title. I've no, yeah. I've no, no care for what date 
the work was done in their book. I mean, babe, that's fair. I mean, we can't even look at their books anymore. That's true. I mean, glance yeah. at them. I might get like a, I don't know, like a pair of binoculars or something and <laughs> sort of like, just show your book. No, I feel like it because I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with not being able to like properly walk around the classroom. Like, I don't know what anyone is doing at any point. And it's- Do you know, it's it's also like you realise how much you relied on like, how much your assessment relied on that mm. uh, pre-COVID that you were kind of like, you're, you're, I don't know, but like, I feel really anxious like half the lesson because I'm like, do they get it? Like, do they know? And like, obviously like it's, that there's, you've got whiteboards, you've got like exit tickets and stuff and that's all well and good. But like during the lesson, you want to make sure that they're feeling success and they're, they're making the right choices in their work. A hundred. But you just kind of don't know. And I think that's part of this experience, isn't it? Is, is kind of relaying that, trying to relay that anxiety, finding ways that you can do it, um, and also, like, relying on their honesty and mm-hmm. relying on that relationship that you've got with the students to to have that culture of error. Like, if they ever feel stuck or they've, they've looked, I suppose, in maths, like, looking at the answer and saying, look, I did get that wrong. Like, could you just explain that to me? It's so powerful. Yeah, that's it. I hope that things do go back to normal before, like the end of the year so especially when it comes to like exam classes well not normal but like a point where it is relatively safe to like just go down the aisle and just be like hey check 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 yeah I don't know um but we're digressing because I didn't ask you what's your memorable moment see mine's mine's not like as a dramatic but it's quite like it would be in a good it would like yours would be in a book right mine would be in like I was gonna say rom-com then that actually sounds really horrid Sounds really weird. Uh, but it'd be like, like, <laughs> like a lovely, like, ah, oh, film. Like a nice, ah, oh, that's, that's... What, like sweet. a feel-good? Like a... Feel-good, oh, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. okay. Go on, yeah, go on, let's, tell me. Let's, let's edit out the rom-com bit and write feel-good. Right? <laughs> so, like, um, I remember, so, it's coming to the end of my second year of Teach First, so I was leaving my previous school, and um, there was a girl in my year 10 class who I had real struggles with behavior and focus, but also like enjoyment of maths. And mm. um, right from when I started, I took her in year, at the start of year nine, all the way up to the end of year 10. And I remember the last lesson before I left, I said to her, I'm, I'm going to miss you guys. I really like feel like I'm really close to you and I've loved teaching you. And she waited behind and she said to me, I've really grown as a person in your class but the best thing is I've seen you grow as a teacher. And oh for me, God. like, I mean, I'm not a crier, but I was, I was like, te- I was really taken aback because I was like, oh my God, that's, that's deep, man. That's too nice. And that has stayed with me. And that kind of shows the impact you have on students as well. And also like their humility for just, for, for, for being aware that you're in the same boat as they are. Like, especially at the start when we started teaching, like you, you get given a full timetable in your first week and you, you look at it and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? And, and, and they must know it as well. And, and they're so accommodating to, to kind of let you in their space and, and, and let you be a part of that. So I'm so, so thankful to her and also just to like have that experience. That's so beautiful. That's actually like, that's it. That's a long-term impact, isn't it? That's like the yeah. long-term deferred gratification that you will never think that. You, will, you won't expect it. But then when it yeah. comes, it's like, I see. I get it. And we forgot to do the, the mug, the mug thing. Do you remember oh, yeah. the mug I was telling you about? What, so what is this mug? So basically, okay, so listeners, what we're going to be doing is asking our guests to um, bring in their favourite mug to introduce themselves and also to like tell us a little bit about their story. So when I left my Teach Fair school in Manchester, um, I was like getting like students coming up and obviously like giving gifts and stuff. And there was this girl in year eight who I didn't even teach, like I didn't teach her, but we had quite a good relationship outside the classroom. And she's like, I've got a present. And I was like, oh, amazing, opened it. And the first thing I saw was like this image. And I was like, okay, this is like, this is already phenomenal. That is so nice. But then I turn it around, and I don't know if you can see it. I think it says, can you read it? 
Dear Miss Eastman, thank you for being such an important part of my story. I'll miss you. That's so nice. Rob, I was, I was. Hang on, mate. Where did you get where did you get a mug like that? I'm sorry, like the detail on that design. That's what I was that's saying. No, that's no like thank you teacher card factory special. That's like that's, that's what like, I'm detail. saying. That's like uh, Wedgwood porcelain. Honestly. I was taken aback and it was like not even 8.30 and I was like crying. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh, thank you. Because I was like, I didn't expect any of this. For the whole two years I've been here, I thought you like hated me, do you know what I mean? But like, it's that loveliness that the kids come with that just makes the job so nice. I mean, I wish I could also join you on that. I've never, ever received a mug from a student. Haven't you? No, I mean, I did receive a... Okay, tell a lie. It was like a thermal flask, Ew. and it sounds it sounds really ungrateful, but it was it was it was actually rank. It was so rank. Why is it had like it was like I think it was from like it was like Paper Chase or something. And you know, like if you've ever like there are things in Paper Chase that you just shouldn't buy because yeah. they're just not practical. Mm-hmm. Like I, I trust the wrapping paper, I trust the cards, I trust the pencils, mm-hmm. but like thermal flask. Once I bought an umbrella in there when I was desperate at uni, like, obviously, you know how that went. As soon as I left the shop, it broke. <laughs> so, like, all, like, the... There was, like, paper around... Like, not paper around it, but there was, like, a... There was, like, a kind of plastic veneer yeah. around this piece of paper, this, like, coloured paper inside it. And, obviously, like, when you washed it, it just went all congealed. So this lovely little pattern after one wash was kind of, like... Yeah, a bit rancid. And I don't think she actually liked me. I think it was more like a, a pity present, like, thank you for existing. What, like, one of those ones that you get at Christmas? Like, you might get the Beyonce heat set and you don't want the Beyonce heat set and you just basically, oh, like, give it away. Give me baby, the Beyonce heat set. Baby, you don't want the Beyonce heat set. I don't even think it's worth £5. Well, you try... My uncle gets me, like, a box of Lynx, Lynx spray, like, for Christmas every year. Wait, is it Lynx Africa? Of course, it's Lynx Africa Wales. <laughs> if you get you get your spray, you get your shower gel. Like, what, who am I? I'm not like a twelve year old boy in a PE PE uh, changing room or something. Like, oh, that real. literally just it reminds me of my school days. Just that smell. It's nostalgic, isn't it? It just takes it, you back. Nostalgic sounds a bit positive. I would say, like, it's like it just makes fills me with dread. Absolutely <laughs> dread. Like having to get like semi naked in a changing room as a twelve year old. As you're oh going through God. puberty, like, oh! No, actually, yeah, the, the changing room wasn't nice. Like, I think for me, the smell that describes the changing room is either Charlie, Charlie Red or Charlie Pink. Oh, my God, yeah, Charlie. Yes. Or oh my God, Impulse. Did you ever know yes. Impulse? If, like, it used to have the little characters and it'd be, like, New York or London, Paris. Like, they're still around, though, no? They're still they're around, still, but... Like, yeah. Honestly, I've got, like, one of my best mates. Shout out to you. James, you know who you are. <laughs> she loves <laughs> Charlie, like, still to this day. Actually, I know exactly what I'm going to buy her for her birthday. I've just baited myself out, thinking out loud. However, she loves Charlie. Charlie Spray. Charlie but you spray. used to, like, you used to, like, I remember, like, with sprays, you would, like, create, like, an, a vapour around yourself. Like, you would literally become flammable just by, like, <laughs> my, like, my memories of the changing rooms, right, at my school. So we had... We had like, because um, it, it, like, it was a really old school, it was like 100 years old or something. Mm. And um, like back in the days when people would shower like after and before PE, um, they were still there, they hadn't taken them out and they were still fully functioning, like fully plumbed. Mm. Um, and because the changing room was so small, so it was like, you would have like, I don't know how your changing room was, but do you have like benches and stuff? It was like yeah. benches, hangers, yeah. So we had that, but it wasn't big enough to house like, like the whole year group, like the whole year group of boys. Mm. So they would like put half of us in the shower bit. So like, and you would never wanted to be last in the line of pee because you'd be put in the shower bit, right? And because when you're getting changed, you turn your back for one minute and like some little ratty kid would have like pushed the, pushed the button that sprays it and all your clothes just get sodden. No. But like it happened every single pee lesson, every single pee lesson, so you'd have to go to the lesson with wet uniform? Yeah. Oh, no. That's a nightmare. Like, that's actually not the one. Did you not, like... I would have I would have had a fight. I would have been fighting. I'd be like, no. 
that's just not. I mean, I was quite a feeble, feeble teenager. Yeah. I mean, I was quite, I mean, I'm very tall, but yeah. I was like a gen- dental giant. So I just probably just would it, oh, oh, thank you for washing my clothes. Are you done? No, babe. Not anymore. <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine your reaction now. Someone did that to you. You would not be here like, for it. What? Hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> hold me back. Hold, hold me back. back. <laughs> no. No, that's actually not on. I, I do not miss the days of having to get changed with all the people in your year. And then I don't know what boys were like, but I remember girls just being like so paranoid that people were just going to be looking at them all the time. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, same. Literally. And it's like, obviously no one wants to look at you. Like no one's, look, no one wants anyone to look at them, but like you don't have to be so extra about it because the more that you're like, oh my God, people are going to look at you because you're making a whole heap of noise. It was frustrating. Yeah, but then do you think that, I think there's still that kind of curiosity when you're going through puberty of just mm. like wanting to know what other people's bodies are doing when you're, when you're going through the same thing, right? Like I remember pe- like people being like, oh, I've got my first chest hair and things like that. Like really like, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but like you, you want to know, you'd be like, why have I got a lot of chest hair? Yeah. Well, like, I remember this boy, Connie, he used to like shave his armpits. And everyone was like, why are you shaving your armpits, Connie? And everyone would be like, Connie, show us your armpits. <laughs> and why did he? Did he give a reason? He said he didn't like the feel of his hair. Well, to be fair, I suppose it is just like a product of the patriarchy to like, for men to have like armpit hair and for women to shave them and for us to like ridicule men who God. like prefer to shave. Because I remember there was a boy in my year who, I'm sure he shaved his legs because they were silky smooth. They were smoother than mine when Ooh, I was like, like, literally. But it was like, we used to kind of take the mick out of him. And that's just not really it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Some people do it for swimming, though. Like, I knew... I dated a guy when I was in sixth form who, like, had to shave his whole body because it makes you, like, streamlined. Like, glide to the water. Oh, for real? Yeah, because otherwise your, like, bristly hairs are going to hold you back. Hold me back. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know anything about that because your girl over here can't swim. Um, Maybe that we could do, like, a podcast in future, like... At swimming pool. Teaching Miss Eastman Teach. how to swim. How many yeah. teachers does it take to teach another teacher how to swim? That's what we're going to do. It's so good. It's literally so... I mean, obviously, if the water's warm, but... Yeah. I just can't float. Like, any time like, I'm in the water and people are like, relax, just relax yourself. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm like, relax to the max. And I'm just... <laughs> my legs are like, oh, no, go back. I'm relaxed. Like, <laughs> I'm I can't do it. You just got to, when your when your lungs are filling with water, like just stay relaxed. Just when you're suffocating, keep staying relaxed. When you've hit the bottom of the pool, stay relaxed. Sounds pretty final. Yeah, like. that, yeah, that is final. Yeah, I remember like having swimming lessons at school. Yeah, and um, oh, it was crazy. So because they've got to do like this one lesson when they do swimming of what would happen if you were like in the sea or like a, like you were on the Titanic and it crashed. Like, how would you survive? So you had to wear clothes. So they said, bring pyjamas in for this lesson and you're going to wear pyjamas in the pool. So, like, we all got in. I remember this girl, Amy. This, she was tiny as well. Even, like, irrespective of, like, what grade you were at swimming, they were like, just jump into the deep end, right? Because we've got to simulate, like, a, like the sea, essentially. Disaster. Disaster. No, no, disaster. And I remember, like, she couldn't swim. And I just watched her, like, go down. And everyone was screaming, going, Amy's drowning! Help! <laughs> and I remember just looking up at the swimming instructor, and she was like, I can't do anything. And she just watched her. And then these two boys in my year group, I was like, year six, they, like, jumped in and they, like, rescued her. Wait, that what? Wait, sorry. I've got to go back to the fact that the instructor basically was about to dead her off. Like, the instructor was like... Yeah, no, like... <laughs> Girl, uh, bye. I mean, I can't get my hair wet. I've just had it done. Honestly, that type of energy, like, that's mad. That couldn't happen now, though. Imagine a scandal. Yeah. I mean, she didn't actually take us for any more lessons after that. So maybe, like, um, maybe she got done. I don't know. I think so, because that is, that's neglect. I just remember seeing, like, poor little Amy's face, like, uh, she had long brown hair. Like, she yeah. was just sort of, like... All her hair sort of like dissipating in the pool. Her like mouth go. No. I remember Sam and Aaron jumping in. Do you know what I love? The fact that 
it was Sam and Aaron. And yeah. like everyone else, you were just there like, hey, mate, hey, mate. Yeah. You were yeah, just, like, just like, very like damsel in distress, gender, gendered fantasy, like. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I hope Amy's all right. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, Amy, I mean, I actually don't know her last name, so she probably doesn't know who she is. Right, we've really gone off piece now. We have, sure. sorry. Right, uh, Dame Ali. Mm. I'm I'm gonna be boss. This is this is boss Rob now, right? Or oh, is this interview panel time? This is interview panel, right? We're staring down at you, and we want to know what what are your career goals, and 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 how do you see yourself getting to them? So, what are my career goals? Um, it's funny because with this five year plan, I'm sure that the like seven to ten year plan was be head teacher, which. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That is not happening. I could could do that. I could do that. I don't know who I thought I was. I had too much like energy. I don't really know. However, I think in the next couple of years, I genuinely just want to kind of like keep steady and like stable and see where my classroom practice goes, see how I evolve as like just a practitioner. Um, Whilst also like taking up little mini projects here and there that kind of keep going so an example of what I'm doing at the moment is um beginning a girls group in my new school not new school like current school I started one in my previous school which was like the most beautiful thing I did I even sacrificed my Fridays to be with them and it was just amazing um so I want to keep on doing things like that before I take like the leap into something bigger I mean if the right opportunity came up I would go for it but I definitely want to grow in the pastoral area I definitely want to work towards being head of year in the next five years and then after that I definitely want to do some sort of assistant head roles in the next 10 to 15. I think like there's interesting opportunity for like some sort of consultancy vibe but I'm not going to talk about that right now I'm going to talk about that in the next couple of episodes when things start to like reveal itself a little bit more the universe speaks to me I will start to speak back to you guys but what about you Mr Dale? So it's, do you know what? I was so like you. I was like, oh my God, like interview for Teach First. Two years, at the end of my two years, I'd be head of department. Then two years after that, I'd be head teacher. Then two years after that, I'd be like, was it what Boris Johnson said? World King. I'd be World King after that. I was so, I can't even say the word ambitious. It was just so myopic, I think. Yeah, I think for me, like I, I really enjoy like the curriculum side of it. So something I've really, really enjoyed over the past couple of years is designing curricula and, mm. and thinking about thinking really. So a big thing for me, and one of the things that got me into teaching was I, I did struggle with maths at school early on. And I want to know why that was. Like, what was it that I couldn't, why couldn't I grasp things at certain times? And, and why could I, why did I feel like I could suddenly grasp them later on sort of at my GCSEs and A-levels? So that's something I'm looking into. And my ambition, if I could put it as a role, is maybe uh, sort of like a cu- part of curriculum planning. Like that could be within a school. So maybe as a um, head of a key stage or, or, or head of um, department. Or I know there's like plenty of stuff outside of uh, schools themselves, but working with them. So there are some, in, in maths especially, like there's some companies that, that work to design curricula like Afs Mastery do some stuff. I know Enrich do things as well. And mm. like that's something that still really excites me and I want to explore in future. I think that's sick. And I think it needs to happen for you soon. You're already nah, nah, No, nah. Why? I barely have time to like not even it's not even time, that's such a bad excuse. Well, my question to you then actually, we both have the same ambition, right? Of being like head teacher by the age of 25. Yeah. Oh my god! Like in in like a farcical way, yeah, right. Like and being facetious, but but what 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 was it and when was it that you were like that's that that's a joke? Like when did you realize like that's just not going to happen? Do you know what? Maybe day one. No, in it. I actually think day one. Maybe even before day one. Maybe even summer institute when I was like, oh, (laughs) this is it. Like I think it it dawns on me very quickly that to get to that position you need to have put years in. Like, it's no easy job. You're not just kind of telling people what to do and walking around the corridor looking scary. You're in charge of budget, 
and you don't want me in charge of anyone's budget, let alone my own. <laughs> like, you're in charge of all of this kind of stuff. You've got to talk to the governors, you've got to talk to the parents, you've got to talk to like all of your staff members and your students. You've got to know them like off by heart. And I know that's like little bits of it, but you are, you are everything in that system. Yeah. You're not even a cog, you are everything. And mm. I realised that it's going to take me a good few years um, with a lot of experience and doing a lot of things for me to get to that position. And I just need to chill my boots a little bit. I suppose like something I've maybe felt is that I'm always going to feel like I need to master my craft. Like I'm never, ever going to feel like I've, I've, like, mm-hmm. I've got teaching for tea. I certainly feel this year that I feel more confident, like reusing previous lessons and mm. certainly like, especially talking to to newer teachers and and just being able to know your 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 curriculum know your syllabus being sat down with an exam paper and knowing exactly the style of the exam that the kids are going to sit off by heart that stuff that you you kind of just kind of comes to you later on I guess and yeah. I think you're right like there's, there's so many things I guess as a head teacher that are really daunting like at the moment for me now I'm a, I'm a teacher as mentor at school mm. it's like my first step into kind of line managing a person and it's so daunting like being responsible for somebody else's development because you don't want to like f it up and you Mm. you also want to make their experience as fruitful as yours was but I hope maybe in like a couple of years time like I feel now with teaching in the classroom is that like I feel like it's a kind of it's a what is it like a, a habit maybe and then who knows? Maybe maybe that will be the time at which I'll be like, yeah, let's go. Head teacher 2020. There or no, we not go. 2020. 2030. Head teacher 2030. Well, that's late, mate. No. Oh 2030. God, 30 You're gonna be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually so depressing. I'll be I'll be 34. Well, I, I think I'll be 34. I think it'd be 34. Go on, quick maths. Maybe. Quick maths. I mean, I can't do that anyway. However, no, like. Do you know what it is for me as well? Like the line management, definitely, because I can just about manage myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to overcome that step first. But then it's also the little things like replying to emails. Mm. I feel like my inbox will just be blowing up and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll reply to that later and then just completely forget. Like I do that now. It's a really bad habit. Um, And until I master my emails, that's it. Should I tell you how to master it? like how what do what do managers do with emails they you got to get your laptop right mm. and imagine imagine that your keys are all stuck and when you write an email you bash every key so that everyone knows that what you're writing is so good yeah that yeah. is that is the real deal that's real deal literally like sorry i'm just writing an email sorry i'm going to be very passive aggressive on this email and you need to all hear that energy like bang, 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 bang. I know a couple of people. Right, quick quiz. So this one today is a recap, retention. I've mixed up the two things. Okay, so retention, recap, quiz, start a thing that we normally do in teaching to like warm um, the students up to the learning that is about to happen. So our one is about obviously COVID-19 and all the lovely madness that's going on with that. Now, Mr. Dale, do you want to start or should I start? Uh, I'll do it, my first one because it's dead boring. My first one. Okay, go on. Right. How many metric tons did China's carbon emissions reduce by in February as a result of COVID-19 lockdown? Why? Did you ask me this question? Um, babe, that's not boring. That's so hard. Um... How many this metric like tons? Yeah, this is like my first start when I started teaching. I was like, hi, guys. <laughs> can you can you rearrange this quadratic equation for me? I don't care if you're in year seven. Let's go. Woo. Find, find X. I bet it was. Find X. Find, find X. I'm still it. finding X. Honestly, okay, wait. Give me, give me a, a, a rough estimate and I'll say higher or lower. Okay. Metric tons. Uh, 200,000. Metric tons. Can you tell me precisely what a metric ton is, please? As a maths teacher, <laughs> I should I should be able to convert that for you. <laughs> I'm going to say, as I type it into Google, 
let's just check. Hang on. This is just like me fact checking. Right? Okay, go on, go on. Because I don't want to spread fake news. I think it's a thousand kilograms. Okay. How much is a metric ton? See, I, I never think. Yes, that's boom. Yay, boom. well done. Boom. Thousand kilograms, boom. Okay, right, okay. A better answer would be 28 million. Metric tons. Yeah. You're very ambitious. <laughs> I knew that wasn't a better answer. It was just random. If I said maybe like divide it by a million. Oh, 28, 280,000. Divide that by... Uh, oh, wait, no. Maybe... A thousand. 500. Halve it. 250. Take away 100. 150. Boom, you got it. Boom, yeah! 150 metric tons. I know what a metric ton is now. Before. Every, yeah, innit? Every day's a learning day. Every day you learn something new. I'm a history teacher. I'm not a maths teacher or science, so that's why. Okay. I don't think mine are going to be as exciting as yours. It wasn't exciting, it was just like mathsy, wasn't it? Go on, you could you do yours, That's you do yours. It's exciting for me. Um, right, number one. Which of these regions was the third to go into local lockdown? Is it A, Greater Manchester, B, Carfilly, C, Preston, or D, the North East? Do you want me to repeat? I like how it's I like how it's multiple choice. Hang on, yes. Yeah, say the say the answers again. Okay. So just one minute, let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> <So>. <laughs> this is a big deal. This is. Which of these regions was the third to go into local lockdown? Is it A, Greater Manchester, B, Carfilly, C, Preston, or D, the North East? Right. First one was Leicester, right? Mm-hmm. Second one... Um, the second one was... I'm not telling you, wait. Hang on. I'm going to go with Preston. You're going to go with Preston? Yeah, okay. Mm, sorry, babe. It's great Manchester. Was it? it was Preston yeah. Preston, Preston was four. Oh, no. Who was two then? Blackburn course yeah i lost i've lost the um the article that i was using but i'm sure it's blackburn yeah greater manchester was third bloody how it's all happening so fast isn't it it is i can't keep up go on babe what's number two what's number two number two okay right which anagram of coronavirus directly translates from the latin to devour flesh I'm sorry, but mate, where I'm, are you finding these? Like, what is going on? It's, it's, mate, it's Michael Gove. He's sending them me, like, because he's, like, getting Latin back on the curriculum, innit? Oh, uh, okay, that's not even... Let's not get into that territory, but can you repeat the question? Right. Which anagram of coronavirus mm. directly translates from the Latin to devour flesh? Um, to devour what? Um, think about if you're a I don't know like let's say a lion is this Mm. okay you would describe a lion as this ravenous it's an adjective (laughs) (laughs) oh what a ravenous lion over there oh look at that ravenous lion okay wait no 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 um that Maybe lion over there. That majestic. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting this wrong. Um, corona. R- raucous. No. no. Um, where, where, like, oh my God, like, have you ever, like, r- r- written a sentence before about a bloody lion, like, in primary school? That raucous lion, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds um, like it sounds like my mum talking about like children. Those was raucous children. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Um, do I have to use the same letters in coronavirus? Yeah, it's an anagram, mate. Of course, I you do, do. Of course. Um, so you know, there's a V, which is unusual. Vivacious. 
<laughs> that raucous, vivacious, majestic lion over there. I no, mean, like, that, okay, right. Okay. It's like more of a sign. It's a more of a scientific word, right? So, like, you say, let's say, like, go on, yeah, go on. Carnivorous. Boom, girl, you got that. Yes, yes. Boom. We got there in the end. Boom, smashed Can't it. Right. Give myself a point. Hit me up. Okay. Um, right, number two. How many times has Dominic Cummings been spotted breaking the rules and how? And how? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. We've got the we've got the is it Bernard Castle? Yes. Yeah, up, up in Durham. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, we've got on the way home. He was spotted by a dog walker. Yeah. And then I think there was like one more, but it wasn't confirmed. I can't remember. Well, picnic was it a picnic? One minute. Just need to fact check. Oh my God, seriously? (laughs) I'm rubbish at this. Oh my God. Okay, one minute. Dominic. I hope you're not like this in um, your history lessons. Like, let me just fact check my treat of Versailles day. Why do you think I've got an iPad as well as my laptop? Yeah, let me just just check, guys. Let me just check. Let me say breaking rules. Because the one that I found is different. Um, no, do you know what? I don't think there was a picnic. Was there not a picnic? I think no. the pic- I think the supposed picnic was was mixed with the one where he was seen on the way back. Yeah. Well, so is it two? It's two. Wait, no, it's three. It's three. Three. Because right. recently, I think maybe um, Tuesday, he was spotted walking down the street with his um, assistant and <gasps> he was not more than one metre away. Oh my God, no way. Mm-hmm. So now the critics are even saying, is he going to go as far as breaking the 10pm curfew? Is he going to go home at 10.30? Most probably. Most probably. Or 10 oh. 10.01 he's breaking the rules. Have you Ten. seen all the memes? No. So, you know, like, you know the film? Is it Gremlins? The ones when, when they go no, in the back, right? Okay, right. I'll, I'll, I'll have to find you the meme, but they're funny. You're Gremlins like, in the microwave. <laughs> I will show you a Literally clip have, and I'll show you the meme. I have, like, no cultural capital, so it's <laughs> all lost on me. Okay, go on, give me your one. Right, a final one, right. Which drug did Donald Trump get a lot of positive calls about in regards to its supposedly protective power against coronavirus. Was it um, the malaria drug? I want the, I want the scientific name. Right. Um, actually, I can't answer it. I have no idea what the scientific name for the malaria drug is. What is it? It is hydro, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, I did know that. That's really annoying. Hydroxychloroquine. I- it sounds very glamorous. I mean, it does sound like a cocktail that you would get at the Alchemist. Yeah, like Real Housewives of Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> right, go on. Last one. Last one. Um, okay, number three. Okay, identify four features of the new restrictions and rank them from bad to worse. Sorry, what? <laughs> so this one is a second-order concept in my world, okay? So What does that mean? When, like, it's not just a fact, like, it's your opinion as well, like, how you're going to rank on significance. So, identify four features of the new lockdown restrictions and, in your opinion, rank them from bad to worse. Okay, 10 p.m. curfew? Mm-hmm. Is that number one? Is that worse? No, hang on, no. Can I just name them first so okay. I get them right? Right, right, go on. And then I'll order them. 10 p.m.? Yeah. 10 pm curfew. Mm. Uh, stay at home if you're an office worker. Mm. Um, what else? Here comes the bride, all dressed oh. in white. What? No weddings anymore? Not no weddings, but it's been like a change. Oh, small weddings, small weddings. How small? Uh, 10 people? Got 20. Down. 15. There you go. Oh, sweet. Uh, One more. 
two meters. Yeah, not new. Um, I don't know. What's the other one? Think about like when you would have to wear your face mask. Ah, oh, um, hang on, wait. Don't now all shop owners have to wear shopkeepers have to wear them as well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Right. Okay. Right. Go on. Rank them. Bad to Top worse. Top to bottom. Bad to worse. Bad mm-hmm. to worse. As in, like. The best or worst? Um, no, like, they're all... The pretty... least offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The least offensive to the most offensive. Okay, least offensive weddings. Okay. Because weddings are... Weddings I'm not, are I'm not. Yeah. I'm not having any weddings anytime soon, so... Suits you? Yeah, it suits me, right? Yeah. Confused now. This is hard. Um, stretch um, and challenge, babe. Stretch and challenge. Yeah, but I think this is even stretch and challenge. I'm just crap. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, like, I think the worst thing for me is the 10 p.m. curfew. Mm-hmm. Because I do like to go to the pub on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Shopkeepers, I'm not too fussed about. So, we can put that below the weddings. Okay, cool. And what's the other one? Um, You said, I can't even read this pencil. Offices. Uh, oh no. I kind of like offices not going back though because it means I get a seat on the train. That's true. I mean, it's cheeky. Those, yeah, but it's good. Like, I don't have to like scrum in at like Canary Wharf and mm. like breathe on people. That is a benefit to be fair. Like, it's actually not that bad. Exactly. Okay. So maybe there's just like one worse one. Like, maybe the rest are actually just fine and we're just like being British and like. Skeptical of everything. Or just, like, frustrated by everything. Literally frustrated by everything. I, yeah, I can see why sending, like set, keeping office workers at home is bad. Mm. But, like, no, I like it. It does make it easier for everyone, do you know what I mean? Like, as you said, Jubilee Lion, a breeze now. Mm, mm. And there's less mixing. Um, the fact that we are key workers, we've got to go into work. And to be fair, I'm happy to be back. Like, I don't want to go back to virtual school, so... Yeah, amen. Oh, God, virtual school. Coming up next week, this is a perfect time to to segue. Of course. Of course. How can I forget? So next week, we will be talking about COVID-19 and remote learning with the wonderful Trisha McCartney and Simon Sampanum, who are primary teachers at School 21. So... Join back in. Join back in or lock in to make sure that you are listening to that one. Before we go, because uh-huh. we're going be to be asking people this. What are your wise words for future teachers, Damali? Um, My wise words, firstly, take the leap. Okay, so like, it's daunting, it's scary, but take the leap, do it, and you won't regret it. And don't beat yourself up about things when they don't go right. It's all a learning journey. And as we said before, it's all about what's in the long term. So be brave, take the leap, and don't beat yourself up. You're fabulous. Mr. Dale. I think I'd, I'd, I'd say the same. Maybe mm. kind of what we were talking about earlier is don't get too big for your boots. Don't think you can run before you can walk. Because the moment you step in, it's, 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 a, it's a whirlwind of a journey. Walk into it yeah. and, and get sucked up. Exactly. Take it. your time. And also, one more thing. Be yourself. Don't try to be like anyone else around you who you think is like doing a better job than you or whatever else. Be yourself. It's the best thing you can do in a job like this. All right? So, chill. It's all good. You got this. You right. got this. Right, babes? Should we say goodbye? Goodbye. Wait, do you remember Bear in the Big Blue House? Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Please tell me you watch that. Again, I don't have any cultural capital, so like this is lost to me. I okay. used to watch like I used to watch like Tracy Beaker. I mean, yeah, but like in the morning, Bear in the Big Blue House, where you used to talk to the moon with a face on it, and he used to have all his all of his friends in the Big Blue House and they're puppets. No, I used to watch Pokemon and Digimon in the mornings. Digimon did bang. Digimon. <laughs> well, I will put that on the list alongside Gremlins to show you to increase your cultural capital. Absolutely. Aren't you glad you met me? Aren't you glad? No, exactly. <laughs> every every day is a learning day. Growth mindset. Every, I know what a metric ton is now. Thank you. you know exactly. <laughs> thousand kilos. Thousand kilos. There we go. Right. All right, people. 
good night and sending love and light. See you later, Mr. Dale. Thank you for Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Woo.